0: welcome to another episode of swapping joysticks it is the 9th of february 2024 i can never say that word february feb- february uh 2024 if you ever spell it then you have to say it like
1: february that.
0: yeah feb or um yeah february the 9th if you're american 2024 i am your host biggest Wenner. Started, what's happening with this podcast already what you've done today i've i've been just excited mm. uh, i've had a very exciting day really? i went to the office and
1: met did some a work friend.
0: yeah anyway i'm ben biggest Beners. i'm joined as always by erin doors ed nightingale from euro Game of fame
1: hello hello how are you doing oh, i had a very exciting day today
0: did you what have you been doing
1: well something arrived today
0: was it me no. Was it Oh my god, I know what it was. It's a mop. A new mop. Head's <laughs> got a new mop. Yes. And it's not uh code for a Merkin. It's
1: No, it is an actual mop. Yeah. I haven't used it yet. I'm very I know excited. I've noticed. Wow. I've been out all day. I was oh, expecting yeah. to come back yeah, to like Because I'm the one who does
0: the cleaning. Not always. I always clean the toilet after I've been in it. No, you certainly do not. (laughs) I almost always clean the toilet after I've, you know, left so many skid marks. It's like Lewis Hamilton's been around it. Not even joking. Well, anyway, um, (laughs) speaking of poo, how, so yeah, how was, so you got your new mop. Anything else?
1: No, that's the most exciting thing today.
0: No, it's not. Because something Final Fantasy related. Your preview went up on Eurogamer. That's true. And your interview with Katase. Katase. Indeed. How was that? How was it meeting uh, Mr. Like the Kojima of Final Fantasy?
1: What? Well, no, he's not. <laughs> I know he's not. He's <laughs> definitely not. I'm pretty sure that's um, Namura.
0: Yeah. Nomura. Who's the one that we saw? You bought Yoshi P? No, no. We saw the other guy. Is that Nomura? At FanFest. The creator. Oh Sakaguchi! Sakaguchi, that's it.
1: Well, yeah, Sakaguchi is like, like daddy, like grand, well granddaddy. You can kind of clip that. <laughs> Sakaguchi is daddy. Um, Yoshi P is
0: the zaddy. Cool okay, <laughs> right. No, let's not do this. This is going on TikTok. This is not. No, yeah. we're not doing this.
1: Um, no. So Namura is. Um, oh God! What was his title for Seven?
0: Producer. I think producer. You got and Katase was
1: director. <laughs>
0: Did you correct all your wrong tweets? No, I, w-
1: I was really bad. So so Katase was the director of the original seven, I believe. He is a producer on Rebirth and he's the series producer of the whole series right now. And you called him the creator? Well, in... <laughs> so in my headline for my interview, I called him series, pro- series producer, which was correct. Okay. Then... In the Eurogamer tweet, I put series director, and then oh. on my own tweet, I put series creator.
0: <laughs> did you did you correct it at all? No, but oh. I did
1: put a new one up that was right, so it's fine. Okay, good. Not my own, the Eurogamer one. Um. Anyway, yes. So I got to meet him, but no, I think Namura is the Kojima because he he was the producer of Seven, and then he went on to make Kingdom Hearts, and then he just has a very like distinctive style. I think that is mm. just weirdness and this so i think anything weird in Final fantasy slash kingdom hearts i think is down to him and that's why i say he's the kojima okay whereas katase is much more just like calm and sensible and yes i am the series producer and this is what i'm doing Mm. and we literally just met in a room in bafta and and what did you
0: yeah what did you talk about were you having a drink at the time or
1: no we did joke about that actually
0: are you gonna go for a drink
1: no but no. but um that would be cool they they kind of sat in and and like i mean i won't say too much but you know he's in the room the translator and sort of square Enix staff um they were like oh, it's really hot in here um do you want a drink and i was like no, no no they were like oh we got water or coffee and then the translator was like oh we, unless you want anything harder and i was like Sacco. well what's on offer yeah. did they, <laughs> they bring were like, it over well. <laughs> no oh. it was a joke it was a joke I mean that'll
0: get him liquored up, get him to to spill all the secrets. No, Um, I mean you did already with the Tifa in Tekken. Well, it was not really spilling a secret. So Um, tell us what was the Tifa Tekken. This will this will go on the the T for the Tifa Tekken. This will go on the TikToks. Tell us.
1: Well, I mean we didn't say we didn't say too much. So if you are if you're unaware, um, basically fans really want Tifa in Tekken
0: Eight. And as we've played, we played a lot of Tekken 8 at the weekend with a friend and we were like, well, actually with uh, a person who we were interviewing next week for next week's podcast. Yeah. Um. But we ha- we played a lot of Tekken and it was really, really, really good. Tekken's great. It's brilliant. Oh, we didn't talk about that. So that's something. Yeah. That's a game we've played and we haven't talked yeah. about yet. Well, well, we can do that later. But yeah. So we were playing that and we we're like, actually... Tifa would make a really good character. Yeah.
1: I mean, and everybody says that. I mean, her fighting style is martial arts. She's got all the moves there, special mm. moves available. Like she's perfect for Tekken. So um, all the fans are like, when is this happening? This crossover needs to happen. Make it happen. And so they've all been tweeting Harada-san, who's the basically creator of Tekken. Mm. And he acknowledged it and was like, yes, I know she's attractive you all want her in there. And I think he meant attractive as in, like, she's an attractive proposition as a fighter as opposed yeah. to, yes, I know she's hot. Um, but he said the word
0: attractive, basically.
1: Um, in like and, in Spanish, and... popular.
0: A person that's popular just means that you're well-known. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're actually liked. Yeah. Well, so there you go. Yeah.
1: Um, so he sort of acknowledged it from the fans. And so then when I met Katase, I put it to him and was like, okay, well, he said that. So what do you think? Um, and it was all quite hushed and they were like, there's, he basically was like, there's not a lot I can say about this. So Um, there
0: isn't something that he can say. So he's stopping himself from saying it. The
1: the quote that I will read to you exactly is, we have seen on social media that the fans are getting excited about the idea and it's nice to see them getting excited about the character. That's probably all I can say about it.
0: I'm not going to like... So that's not a denial.
1: It's not a confirmation. It's uh, we've acknowledged the fans want it.
0: I don't want to put words into your mouth, so I'm just going to say it from my own, from reading that context, that makes it sound like yes, it's happening, but we can't talk about it, and we're not giving you the exclusive. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I
1: and mean, I, mean, I did not get an exclusive. I got a, a, a nice little comment there, but it's n- neither a confirmation nor a denial.
0: But I saw that yeah, it's been going a little bit wild on Twitter with people going like, "That's not a denial."
1: Well, I wouldn't say wild on Twitter, but unless you've seen something I haven't.
0: Oh, just the person who I blocked that commented about on it. Wow. Well, there's a person that commented on it who was very rude to you once and very rude. Not to me specific. Well, very rude to you and Eurogamer. Um, was it because of the Persona 4 article?
1: Something. It was because of um, the lack of representation in Final Fantasy 16.
0: Yeah. Okay, that one. Which led to the lack of representation in the staff yeah okay and this person decided to be on the uh well to be against representation so i think I just don't, against you're a gamer yeah who may just and then anyway, shared I bl- my article so thank you and blocked that so i blocked them but then yeah they, they shared your article and got you a lot of traffic i hope
1: i hope as well mm. i hope as well but yeah so we chatted about that um and the other thing that i wanted to put to him was final fantasy 6 so literally a few days beforehand he did an interview with a French YouTuber who asked about Final Fantasy 6 and Maybe. basically said, me we?" And asked if you were to do a sort of 7-style remake of 6, like, would you consider that? What would that be like? And Katasse's answer said that like 6 is so complicated and has so much to it, it would take about 20 years for them to actually do that in a modern style. Yeah. I know yeah, yeah. it ain't
0: happening. Um, but people don't need that. Well, this is true. Hasn't Six got its own? I mean, Six has got its own pretty. It's got one of those timeless art styles. Well, it's pixels. Exactly. Like the pi- <laughs> pixel. I feel like pixel is timeless, and you can it also. It is timeless. Yeah. You can remaster pixel to just make it a little bit, you know, sh- sharper on the edges or whatever. Maybe update the sprites. Maybe not too much because it looks a bit weird if you do. But like mm. that's an easy remaster, or even do it in a Final F- in a um, Octopath setting. Wow. You don't need a Final Fantasy VII S remaster, whereas the original Final Fantasy VII, that's not going to be, that's a bigger job because you can't, like, unfortunately, the Final Fantasy VII, as great as the original is, it doesn't hold up in today's kind of, if you're going to play a game. How like, dare. I, I thought, think the
1: original seven is great. I love the little Lego people.
0: No. I, I, no. No. It's all jagged edges and... Polygons. No. Polygons. Uh, this is jagged edges. Wow. I don't like Jagged Edges. How dare. <laughs> well,
1: he said that part of the reason that they're remaking it is that the original 7 is... What, oh, they're remaking 6? No, no, no. The, the reason they're remaking 7 mm-hmm. in this trilogy is um that they don't want the original to be an artefact in history. He said that it'll always be seen as the game your dad played. I was yeah. like, thanks. And also now they are want... making me feel old.
0: They also want a lot of money. <clears throat> they do. I mean, yeah, my... Mother was thirty when I was born, so if we did it, you could have had, you could have like a six year old kid by now if you just followed norms.
1: Heteronorms. Heteronorms. Well, Maybe long. Absolutely
0: not. Um I asked
1: him if he if he was put I off. I have a kid at university. Can you shut up and we talk about this now, please? <laughs> Rather than babies. Um
0: <laughs> Let's talk about video games. Yes, <laughs> that's what we're it's here Much more for.
1: mature. Um I asked him if he'd been if he was put off um doing more remakes of the size, because It's been such a big project. And he said, it hasn't put me off as such, but certainly we have realized the amount of work involved, certainly for games from the Super Nintendo era and the PlayStation 1 era. And the actual amount of content that were in those games is a lot more than we remembered. Mm -hmm. Um, It did blow us away. The amount of time and effort and resources that we need to realize something like a modern remake uh, was much more than we originally imagined it would be. Um, Having said that, I think there's no iron rule that says we have to make everything in a super realistic photo real art style there are certainly possibilities there for future creators who want to come back to older games to do them in all kinds of different visual styles and approaches. So I then put to him, well, what about Final Fantasy VI? Because you said that it would take 20 years, but would you consider a remake in a different style, i.e. Octopath's HD2D style? And he said, I don't have any particular plans, but I think certainly if there is a developer within the company who wants to use that style, or even another style they feel that's really the best approach for the game that they're remaking, and that's the style the fans will want to see it in. I definitely think that's a possibility and they could very much work with it. I'd be very happy to see that.
0: That's interesting. And I wonder if that's going to be something that happens because I thought it was quite... Sorry about that. Squeaky, that, that, squeaky. Yeah. Um, I, was it Live Alive that had... was That, that was a remake, mm-hmm. wasn't it? It was. Uh, in the kind of Octopath-esque mm-hmm. style. I wonder if we'll start seeing that because with Octopath being so... I think we're just going to call it the Octopath style. With it being even though it's not the only one. HD two D. Yeah. But I mean But with it being like not the with it being so well received and people loving that style, I wonder if developers are gonna look at that and go, We can do that quite easily compared to making a full three D remake. Yeah, I I have seen that with any other games.
1: Well, the two that spring to mind, firstly there's Final Fantasy VI, which is why I asked about it. And in the Pixel remaster, there's already Mm. a bit of it which is the opera scene, which you won't know about, but it's one of the most iconic scenes in the game. which one
0: sorry
1: six in six okay yeah um there's a whole scene where you perform in an opera and it's amazing and it's got beautiful music um that in the pixel remaster i think is slightly tweaked graphically Mm. which looks it gives it a bit more depth i think i'm trying to remember i haven't played that in pixel remaster so i'm trying to remember what was what was out there when it came out but i think that's been tweaked so six is kind of the obvious one that people would love a remake of that um I mean, I'd love to see it in full 3D, but you know, just because I love the mm-hmm. art style in that game, it's this like steampunky, like fantasy thing. And I would just love to see that in full 3D. The other one is Chrono Trigger, which people would love to see a remake of. But again, people are thrown out HD 2D. And actually yeah. some people, I think, have already done sort of mock-ups of what that would look like. And they've gone around and then some people have said, oh my God, this looks amazing. Some people have said, well, actually... This kind of loses a bit of the charm of the original. Mm. Um About
0: tactics. Would tactics.
1: Well, tactics, you've got um, 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 uh, triangle strategy, yeah. which was HD2D. That's true. So that's kind of already doing that.
0: Never played that, did you? You finish it?
1: I didn't finish it. Well, you bought it and then didn't play it. And then I played it. Yeah, but actually. I only played like the first bit of it. I like, and do I do really I have... liked it, but it's, it's so in-depth. I just didn't have time at the time to play it.
0: Oh. is that that on your list
1: somewhere on the backlog yeah it is brilliant absolutely i would recommend it um but yeah i mean look i'd love to see some old games in hd2d style um you know something that is more minimal rather than this full seven style remake Mm. even just going back to say eight or nine and keeping it as 2d backdrops with 3d characters so it is exactly the same but just like upscaling everything maybe redrawing things maybe just tweaking some things to add some depth or whatever or making the mini games a bit better i would be totally down for that like you don't have to make it fully 3d just take what's there Mm. and just upscale it and i know there is already there were already remasters of eight and nine that do that but do that even more um i'd be totally happy with that so it's very much a traditional style but just you know boosting the graphics and sound
0: do that and do it with you could even do it the pixel remasters the old school games that's
1: the thing like we've had pixel remasters of one to six why don't they do a package of like seven eight nine but don't call them pixel remasters but just i don't know just upscale them a bit
0: or just go into something else go and place make an original game Make 17, and I want it to be turn-based. Oh, don't I want you start. It, yeah, and I want it proper fantasy. None of this modern rubbish. And I don't want voice acting. I want to read every single thing, and I want them to bring back the Final Fantasy VIII weird system. Junction. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't. Junction's great. Okay, well, you, one day I'll play it, and you'll have to I teach I think me I'm one of the few it. people that loves it, but Junction is great. Yeah, I think that's all the people in the Eurogamer article not enjoying the Junction system. No. Well, I like it. I didn't put that in the article because I didn't want to rile people up. But. Some people like bad games and like bad things in games. Like I quite like, for what? example, Excuse me. breakable weapons in Breath of the Wild. I quite like that as well. Yeah. Especially in
1: Tears of the Kingdom when you confuse them. Yeah. So it gives you more options. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Eight, eight is very experimental And I like that about it It's not
0: just Probably the story's shit And goes weird places How dare That's what I've heard I only got to the second disc Well In that case You should finish it Before you have
1: a full opinion That is I don't have an opinion I'm just a, a, repeating a, other people's opinions Well don't do that
0: I, re- re- yourself, I read then. it on the internet So I don't need to play it myself And where on the internet Did you read that? The Eurogamer comment section A trash heap <laughs> I joke <laughs> I joke <laughs> Yeah <Literally. laughs> he's joking Reddit's right. the, the trash heap oh yeah like 4chan
1: that's the trash heap I've never been on there a... yeah don't I've actually never
0: been on 4chan
1: um, mm. no, no, no no Comment comments are lovely that's fine it's nice to have a to, to have a debate in the comments
0: mm. speaking of trash on Reddit posted our um, interview was that last week last week was the interview with mm. Colin Ryan Peter yes. Bramhill thank you both uh, for joining I went and... and thank everyone the, who listened. Yeah, like, I over watched. a thousand views on YouTube. Had a lot. I haven't checked, actually, what it was on downloads mm. on, like, Spotify and stuff, but uh, I very imagine nice. more than usual. So, thank you very, very, very much. I, I posted it on the Final Fantasy XIV subreddit, because they just post crap. <laughs> it's, like, really bad. And I was like, I just posted it on there, and I was like, feel free to delete if it counts as self-promotion. It didn't. And I had, like, some nice comments of saying, like, oh, thanks for posting this. Really enjoyed it. Really, really nice. But the first comment I got was somebody going... Uh, LGBT Mafia or there's like Alphabet Mafia pass oh fuck off I was like imagine (laughs) something that you might find interesting and also I mean you might find interesting but you're refusing to because these people because there's a LGBT flag but also Final Fantasy 14 is one of the queerest games like I've I know if somebody said oh I'm in I'm queer queerest communities queerest communities yeah the game maybe not so much although you can be if somebody said "Like, oh I'm you know I'm queer I'm LGBTQ whatever I want to play a game with a community that's very supportive. That would be the number one I say. Can you think of any others? They'll be more supportive in a community. Not like Animal Crossing, but like a multiplayer game.
1: Um I mean you are testing my knowledge now. I, I, yeah, They're I asking guess... you about multiplayer games is like asking yeah, me about I'm... Souls games. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't don't play multiplayer games, so I don't bloody know. Yeah. All I'd say is get some fucking colour in your life.
0: That's what I'd say. Exactly. You twat. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, by the way, you might have noticed we're going for the news first. We're going to test that out and just see because sometimes the news is the most important and then we'll talk about what we've been playing and what you've been playing. Well, yeah. After. And
1: also also, we're a little bit behind on the news because of last week's podcast, which was a special. So we're a little bit behind. But um, some things have happened. Yes. Well, yeah. So so, please go read the full interview with Katase. Um, there is also... Um, a little preview piece because I got to play Rebirth as well. What did you think to it? Awful. Mm. Terrible game. Why would anyone want to play that?
0: What did you play in the
1: preview? So we played... um, Because there's a demo out right now. There is a demo out right now that you can go and play. Um, Shall I say what's in the demo?
0: Is it... I haven't played the demo yet. Okay. So don't... Don't. Okay, Can well, then, well, then I won't, well
1: then I won't say what <laughs> what Fine. I played in the preview. What I played in the preview was the demo, mm-hmm. um, plus the next bit of the game, which was a big open world area. So we got Ooh. to see some story, we got to see some open world bits, um, and I didn't want to just follow the story, because I thought, that's boring. That's what if, everyone's, everyone's going to do, do yeah. that. So I just went and played cards, so what's his card game then? I had a great time playing cards. Is it like Triple Triad? Kind of. Oh. So, Triple Triad, Final Fantasy VIII, and then Later 14. That was the first card game. So the original seven didn't have one. Mm. Uh then nine had Tetra Master, which was a sort of spin on, on Triple Triad. And that I think was in eleven. Um But the original Seven didn't have a card game. And I feel like what they've done with Rebirth is they've got this big open world. And they've thought, what can we do to fill it? Let's shove in a load of mini games. Now, the original Seven is known for its mini games because of the gold saucer, and and as you know already, there's the, you know the motorbike racing bit, yep. um, there's chocobo racing, there's like loads of stuff in the original. So they're really expanding that in Rebirth to give you just so much stuff to do in this big open world. And one of them is a card game, mm. which they are calling Queen's Blood. Which I keep calling Queen's Gambit, and that's chess.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's chess. That's not a card game. Which is very different. You can't even play. Um, Can you play chess? As in me personally or in yeah, rebirth? You.
1: Me. Do you think I was in chess club as a kid? Yeah. Of course I was in okay. fucking chess club as a kid. I think we Come had a, we
0: didn't have a chess club <laughs> up north. Really? Mm, no, I I've only ever played one game of chess. And I won. <laughs> but I still That was fluke. I it was against an ex girlfriend. <laughs> In the
1: library. Wow, you had a girlfriend alone in the library, and you decided to play chess together.
0: We did play chess together, yeah.
1: Behind the stacks.
0: No, in front of the uh, the librarian, who was this terrifying woman who was married to the local vicar.
1: Oh, I was about to say she probably knew you were gay, but not not. (laughs) She's probably Uh, like,
0: to be honest. Well, there's a gay in my library. He's pretending he's with a woman. I mean, when she was married to the vicar, I'm sure the vicar was a little bit... A little bit poofy. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, so Queen's Blood. It's
1: a little bit like Gwent. Ooh, you got me. I thought that might get you. So I will attempt to explain how it works, um, but it's a lot easier if you've got the visuals in front of you. Essentially, you have your deck of cards and the board... Are you gonna close your eyes and imagine. Yeah. Okay. So you have got your deck of cards. I mean, imagine right? I've
0: got my Apple uh, Vision Pro, whatever it is. Sure.
1: And you, your, your, your cards get shuffled to you in mm-hmm. like in a hand. Of, I think it's like five. The four suites? No. Suits? Well, Suits. 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 Um, I'll explain the cards in a minute. I don't play cards either. The idea is that there are there's a board with like three lanes, and you're on the left and your opponents on the right, right. and you have to place your cards. Oh, to... it's like Marvel Snap. No. Um, you have to place your cards and have the most power in each of the lanes. Marvel Snap. So, okay, sure, fine. It's like Marvel Snap. Um, so each of your cards has a power level, which is the amount of power it adds to the lane. So like one, two, four, whatever. And they also have a little pawn number or number of pawns in the top left. And I say pawn like chess, as we were saying. Oh, like p a w n. Not P-O-R-N. Right.
0: No. How many pawns?
1: So it like has a, a power pawn, level. Please. It's got a pawn number of pawns. And then there is a shape that it's a bit like a Tetra shape. Yeah. Okay. And so th- basically you start off with, on the, gr- on the grid of the board, there are pawns. And you start off with one pawn, which means that you can lay a card of one pawn on that square. Yeah. Right? And then... The shape of that card, the little Tetris shape, corresponds to where more pawns will be added. Mm. So that allows you to basically move across the board by spreading your pawns based on the shapes.
0: We'll play it and we'll understand it when we play it. You will, yeah. Yeah, Okay.
1: Um, And then there are abilities as well for your cards. And so you have to advance across before your opponent does by adding power with the cards
0: literally none of the last minute or two has gone in i'll play it eventually and we'll all play I tried, it everyone i tried it's like me trying to explain about chance of senna but yeah which <laughs> it's your turn to explain that well i'll try later. that later
1: <laughs> um so anyway the card game it's fun you run around and and you collect more cards from yeah people that you, you beat
0: oh can you like is it a bit like the witcher where you can kind of challenge anybody to a game
1: it's not anyone it's only certain people um but you will meet them along the journey yeah Um, Have you been doing every? Well, everywhere I go, I'm like, I will find, I will find, I will find you. Um, because yeah, in the demo uh, for the preview, I think there were only three that you could battle, and then I was running around being like, where are there more card people? I need to play more cards. More cards. Um, and you go up in rank, which is all blood ranks. So Mm. I became like blood peasant. Uh, That's you, you're back. a
0: blood peasant. Yeah,
1: and I'm going to become a vampire eventually. Oh, is that the... Well, I don't top? know if it is. I'm yeah. just making a joke about... Bloodsucker. Bloodsucking. Mm. Um, so basically, I wrote a preview all about cards, which if you go to Eurogamer, it might make more sense if you read that. Are there images of it? There, There is an image, yes. Okay,
0: that makes sense. There you
1: go. Um, I'm a visual learner. Anyway, so I wrote about cards and, and had a lovely time, um, but it's a very pretty game, and there's lots, lots to do in it. But it's also out very soon it's about the end of the month so you've only got a couple of weeks before reviews will be out
0: and the demo is out there so and the demo is
1: out there so if you want to go and play that you can do that so yeah there's a lot of seven rebirth stuff at the moment if you're interested
0: well let's move on to something that seven rebirth will not be released on xbox
1: oh you want to do that news next year? or
0: is that the new are we going to go playstation well i mean this was part that's had its own like state of play this one so maybe we should do the playstation state of play maybe
1: first. we should. Um. Oh, no, I'm going the wrong way in my... So, So, yes, that was... The demo was announced um, earlier this week at the PlayStation State of Play that was dedicated to Mm 7, which I will say, if you haven't yet watched it, but you know you want to play Rebirth, don't don't watch it. Because I feel like they spoiled a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. in that State of Play. It was like 20, 25 minutes long. Mm -hmm. And there were clips... Like, knowing knowing the original and knowing where Rebirth goes up to, there are clips from literally pretty much the end of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or like very close to the end from right from the beginning as well. Like there's, there's stuff from all over this game that I feel like they're spoiling, not just story bits, but kind of funny little extra bits that I'm like, I don't need to see that. Like I know I want to buy it. So I'm not going to, I don't need to watch that. Yeah. So basically I would say, don't watch the state of play, but trust me that the game looks amazing and it was a good showing. So if you weren't interested in it,
0: go watch it. Maybe you'll enjoy it.
1: Um, however, there was another state of play
0: last week, so there we can was, talk about that, which had a much more exciting game. Well, that's debatable. Do you mean Stellar Blade? No, although I do quite like Stella. Stellar Blade. <laughs> Stellar Blade. You no, know Stella, don't you? Um, no, it was the incredible, the mind-blowing Death Stranding two. Right, come on then, man. Tell us about it. I am so excited for Death Stranding 2. I'm but I can wait. It's like now I've seen that Death Stranding 2 trailer, I'm okay with not seeing any more until the game comes out. Now just I want a date. Give me a date so I know when I'm gonna go and play this game because until 2025. Then, yeah. That's your date. Which is a bit disappointing, but I mean it's expected. But I just they seem to have taken on board everything that maybe wasn't there in Death Stranding 1, and they've added it in Death Stranding 2. So, for example, a day-night cycle. There were actually nights, which I'm, I'm intrigued to see if it's night in certain areas. Because one thing, uh, there are just so many things that they've improved on, and they're like, and because they're doing various different things, they're able to build on it. For example, in Death Stranding 1, it's very much set in the US, even though it looks just like Iceland. But where you are looks very similar. Like one area on one, like one far side of the map, looks exactly the same kind of as the area in the other side of the map. They obviously have mountains and stuff, but there's no real... There's not a huge a lot, huge amount of variety in the terrain. Whereas in Death Stranding 2's trailer, looks incredible. And it seems that you maybe go to different places in the world on your ship, and then maybe you go into these... So you, you could be in the volcanic parts of Iceland, or you might be in a desert, or you might be...
1: Well, that's what I thought, because it looks like there's a flying ship, yeah. which makes me think that you're then flying around the world... And so you're therefore not just connecting yeah. like one country, but you're connecting multiple. multiple countries together to create this bigger network.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because when they're on the ship, they're in they're on like the other side. Is it on the beach? I'm on the beach. Yeah, though they're, they're beached or whatever. Because like, they were gray. <laughs> no. no, no, no. So on the gray, they looked all gray. So I wonder if that's how they can like travel really quickly as they go to the other side or something. I don't know. But... If that's the case, it might not be the case. But even things like so in Death Stranding, when you're going over certain areas, there'll be maybe a little rock slide. But it was a about four boulders that will just bounce down and look and like the feeling would be as though they just they weigh nothing. But it kind of triggers every time you go past a certain place because there was one bit on one of my zip lines, and every single time I took the zip line, a few boulders fell down, which was cool. But it's obviously scripted. Whereas on this one, it looked like there was a huge avalanche and like proper. Like the earth was collapsing. And I don't know, it just seems that they've gone everything that every criticism that, or every improvement or suggested improvement that Death Stranding 1 had, they seem to have taken it on board. Whether they've taken it on board with having less kind of four hour cuts or fewer four hour cutscenes.
1: I mean, it's a Kojima game, so maybe not. So, I mean, there's definitely going to be four-hour cutscenes.
0: There is, and I don't have a problem with that. But I'm, yeah, I'm just really intrigued. I, one thing I really loved was how into it so many people are that had no real interest in Death Stranding one, or people that fell off the first one. are Like, oh, I'm going to go play the first one because the second one looks incredible. And I'm really glad that you're in that camp as well. I, I think I feel like the death, us Death Stranding mega fans. Um, us. I got the platinum. Sounds like a cult. It is. But like when people go, oh, I'm going to play some Death Stranding. And then when people like Death Stranding, we're all like, oh, great. Somebody that likes it. Because we also understand, I'm speaking on behalf of all Death Stranding fans. Of course you are. We, we understand that people don't like it and it's not for everybody. 100% isn't for everybody. So when this Death Stranding 2 trailer has come out and lots of people have gone, oh, this looks really good. Like it looks way better than anticipated or it looks way better than what they thought a Death Stranding 2 could be. It pleases us. It pleases us. Yes. Wow, says the cult leader. <laughs> no. um,
1: for the record, I don't hate Death Stranding. You I gave just it a I three just, out of five. I just don't love it either. I am totally here for some Kojima weirdness. Like, I love the Metal Gear Solid games. I'm more than happy to have, like, Kojima weirdness. That's what he's known for. Push the boundaries, push the fourth wall, do something weird. I am totally, totally here for that my problem with Death Stranding is that I feel like he went independent and then there was no one to kind of keep him in check. Mm. So he just kind of went all out and did something that was just so out there that I just don't think it was, there was too much weirdness that to me, it just didn't make sense in terms of storytelling. Oh, it made perfect. Which I know that you will disagree with. Yeah. Um, I just, there were bits of that. I just didn't really like, but there was also stuff that I did like, like graphically it's, it's, beautiful visually i really enjoy the style um the music's incredible Um, i can appreciate the sort of chilled tone of walking even though i found it laborious from a gameplay perspective i I didn't like combat either
0: the the thing is like with the people that you go and visit nearly all of them are identical and like you don't see the they're not physically in the game because it's just like these holograms and stuff so that was for me it was like yeah he'd gone mental he's got he created this massive game and absolutely it's absolutely wild but it also felt as though a lot of the assets were reused and there's like like copy copy pasted textures and a lot of the places when you go and speak to people it's pretty much identical to everywhere else so yeah he went absolutely wild but i think he did have a budget i think sony were like yeah this is weird this is the budget i'd be interested to see how much it cost and i don't think it was as much as some people imagine
1: i mean i think it was expensive but 90 percent of that went on celebrity faces um on Brian, it does not do things cheaply. I'm well, sure. Well, exactly. Um, so I think it was more on that than anything else. I think it was probably a very expensive game. But yes. it depends on where the money was spent. Um, like you say, Death Stranding 2, it looks like they hopefully are taking on some of the criticisms. It looks more expansive, it looks like a richer world, um, which I really like. I will still hold out sort of um reservations. Reservations on the actual gameplay until we've seen more of it there were little snippets of it but it was mostly sort of cutscenes, basically mm. from the from the trailer so yeah. um until we've seen a bit more of what we're actually doing and is that just more deliveries or is it something else it seemed to hint that it wouldn't be um i hope that combat is improved in some ways as well um but once i see more mm. of that i'll have a better idea of it but the moment that was his face whipped out that guitar gun oh, and it all Baker. went metal I was in Higgs, that's the one. I was in. Mm -hmm. I was in. Like, I mean, I'm a sucker for a music reference. So the fact that he's clearly this kind of (coughs) kiss slash the crow slash metal guy. Uh, and then he whips out a lightning guitar gun and starts screaming, wailing guitars and killing people. I was like, that's the weirdness I want. So I'm actually really excited about it now.
0: Brilliant. Well, I'm sure you well, you can join the hype train maybe i'm very i just cannot wait to play i will take a week off work to stream it from the day it comes out of course you will um was there anything else at the state of play i mean but things like i was just going to say you were saying that maybe it doesn't include deliveries the original was about building connections so maybe in this one you're still building connections but in the past you built those connections by delivering and you know making people happy to join the ica or uca uh So I wonder if... Call yourself a fan. You don't even know the acronyms. My memory makes me not a fan <laughs> of anything. It makes me know, not have no knowledge. There was a question of the day in the Discord that was like, what would be your mastermind subject? So I'm like, nothing. I do not know a lot about anything. Um, What other things? Remind me. What was there? Okay, well, we mentioned Stellar Blade before. That looked quite good in, in a near way. I,
1: yeah, I'm like, I have mixed feelings about Stellar Blade. Be good, please. Like, I, I, I have a feeling it's actually going to be pretty decent. Mm-hmm. It's very much inspired by Neo, Automata and uh, Bayonetta. So it's got that action character action game with a big butt. combat kind of vibe um, and a sort of post-apocalyptic world. It looks like it could be really interesting. And I think if combat is good, then it will absolutely be worth playing. Mm-hmm. I think what puts me off a, I don't think the trailer was very good mm. and, <laughs> um, and b i sort of feel like there's this annoying sexiness to it and i'm don't get me wrong i'm totally here for a sexy character like absolutely we want that representation but we
0: want sexy people representation cuz abs- they're underrated in video games <laughs> underrepresented yeah um underrepresented. i feel
1: like it's sort of going back to the again near bayonetta they've both got like 2 and bayonetta who are kind of sexy characters mm-hmm. but they're really pushing like oh our character is based on this like Korean model and look how hot she is and then oh we've got this character with like really revealing outfits and whatever and I'm like okay cool like sex sells but like just give me some good combat like that's, be, more into, that's more <laughs> just make it a man um no like just give me good combat that, and a good story I'm more interested in that than like how big are her tits like to yeah. be frank so I, I really hope that that sense of style doesn't undermine an actually good mm. combat system. So we'll see. I think when it comes to, I think for me, it's like eight out of 10 potential.
0: Okay. So I reckon. I am int- yeah, I'm very intrigued to see what it reviews like. And that's gonna be a game where I'm, yeah, I will 100% read the reviews first.
1: Um, Sonic X Shadow Generations.
0: Next.
1: Is gonna be great.
0: I like Shadow, but no. Next.
1: Wow. Um, so they oh, Dave the Diver.
0: Yeah, I was expecting them to give us some more information about the uh, Dredge DLC, but no, they've brought in Godzilla now.
1: Yeah, which is free. I like Dave I think.
0: the Diver. I spent like nearly thirty hours playing it. I'm not. Sh- I'm not dying for more Dave the Diver, honestly. So it's like this DLC is coming out. I'd prefer DLC for Dredge. Interesting. It's a bit more chilled, but I will play it. I'm sure. I just. I don't particularly need it. There we go. There's already so much in Dave the Diver.
1: Well, if you haven't played it, it's coming to PlayStation now. So yeah. there we go. Um, they all, Just to say, they also showed a little bit of Foam Stars, which then came out this week on PS Plus. Yeah. Um, I had a go at it. It's really good. Hmm. Like, I think people are dismissing it as like, oh, it's the Splatoon clone, whatever. Firstly, banging soundtrack. Are there any reviews? Absolutely banging soundtrack. So I don't think so because I don't think they gave that code. Mm. But I think that was maybe a server thing. I don't know. The whole style of it is like sort of J-pop idols. Yeah. Um, And you're in Bath, Vegas.
0: Well.
1: Hence, everything is soapy and bath related. And there's like a rubber duck DJ and whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of just got this like J-pop idol kind of vibe. Amazing soundtrack. Like banging soundtrack.
0: And we know Um, a couple of people that voice it. Not the soundtrack, but the characters. Yeah, the characters are, yeah.
1: Um... But yeah, it's kind of Splatoon in that you shoot foam out of guns and then you surf on it. Mm. Um, But it's actually really quite fun. I just jumped in and was like, I was the star player on my first ever match. And it wasn't bots. I was like that on Overwatch. I was like that on Overwatch. Just saying.
0: I was like that on Overwatch too. Sure. You were sat next to me.
1: Um, A couple of the bits. um, They showed Silent Hill 2 Remake. Which has not gone down very well with fans. No,
0: in fact, one of our friends, well, Helunky, mm. popped into the chat just afterwards. He had, he's been off Twitch for a while and he came in and was like, what was that? And he loves Silent mm. Hill. Like,
1: people f- I think the problem is, is that the actual title of the trailer they showed was Combat Trailer. And Silent Hill is not a game known for its combat. No. So it's kind of like, why are you showing that? So people are worried. I think that it's a bit too actiony, Resident Evil-y mm. When actually Silent Hill is more atmospheric and more psychological than that. And I think they should have lent on that in mm. the trailer. So I don't think it's it's not the best look for that.
0: No, it, it just looked a bit washed out as well. It didn't look. It looked like a half-assed
1: yeah remaster. Which is a shame. Yeah, it's the same. There was Judah, Judah, Judas. Judas. Yeah, that was a Gaga song.
0: Yeah. I've heard of her. Sure. What was... Um... Judas,
1: which is the new Ken Levine game that mm-hmm. looks like Bioshock in yeah, space.
0: Yeah, yeah. I quite like the look of that. I'll play it. It'll
1: I'm be... not super fast, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I love Bioshock, but I don't need more of it. Like, make something new. Um, There was some VR stuff. No one cares. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2, which we've heard a lot about already. So, whatever. Like, mm, maybe... I really want to play that. Yeah. Really but not,
0: play is it related that. to Dragon's Dogma 1? Is it a sequel?
1: I mean, it's literally got two in the title. Well,
0: then. Final Fantasy 16 isn't a continuation of 15, is it? I was like, is it the same story? Is it different characters? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I actually don't know much about the oh, story. you don't of know.
0: It. <laughs> oh, wow, mocking me. You don't know yourself.
1: Um, I'm pretty sure it's like it's the same world and the same a similar sort of idea. I think it's Almost a sort of semi-reboot type thing,
0: of I think. I just... I feel like if it's like a game, If a don't, game's been out you don't a long time... You don't have to play
1: two to play one.
0: But that like be a bit weird? Away. Do you mean you don't have to play one to play two? Yes. That's why I meant. <laughs> Good, because I don't want to play it the way, the way I around. Like, I can't count. Nah.
1: Um, right, Rise two. of the Ronin is the next Ninja Theory game. Rise of the Ronin. Which... <laughs> Keaton, um... <laughs> Life is a roller coaster. You just gotta ride it. No, I. All night Um, I'm not super keen on this. If I'm honest, it just looks like sort of Sekiro meets mm. Assassin's Creed.
0: So many games out there. You got to be more selective. Yeah. Until dawn. No, I've already played it very recently, and yeah. it's fine. And
1: then Death Stranding, the best on the beach.
0: Um, and also. At the end of that, they
1: said Kojima is working on a new espionage game.
0: An espionage game that's going to transcend theatre and game. It's also a film. Yeah.
1: Um, it's a film and a game. Some sort of cross thing. Um, it does have a code name, which I can't remember what it is. Um, Gettle Mia. No, sadly not. I, I mean, I really enjoyed, I saw on Twitter, someone put Metal Gear Solid brackets Hideo's version, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. Um, the thing is that they've said they're not going to start work in earnest until after Death Stranding. And that's not out till next year. And considering this game's going to take like four years at least to make because it's going to be huge. It's a PlayStation exclusive. They've literally said, please make us Metal Gear Solid, but don't mm. call it Metal Gear Solid because they know how popular it is. That the the next rumor is is this a PS6 game
0: yeah because it's so far away it'd be interesting to see it's also yeah like hearing that reminded me of the guy that's creating the division three and he's working on that after Jedi outlaws or whatever it's called uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars outlaws comes out so it, but he won't start on it until that game's out so I'm like okay we've still gotta such that they're announcing things so far off
1: I don't need to know well this this is the thing they I feel like Nowadays, a lot of games are announced way ahead of when they need to be. Mm. And I do appreciate that sometimes that's basically advertising for please come and work for us because we're, we're hiring. But also, if you're a decent um, studio,
0: you should be able to hire anyway. In fact, everyone's getting laid off, so there's lots of people well, looking for work.
1: Hence, they need the jobs. Um, and I'm sure people would love to work for Kojima. Or mm-hmm. maybe they wouldn't, actually. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, games are taking so long to make because they're just so in-depth. I feel like we're getting fewer and fewer sort of big first-party AAA games because they just take so long to make. So it's all very well him announcing this, but it's years away until we're actually going to get Metal Gear Solid Hideo's version.
0: Yes. All right. So Anything else again, in the news?
1: Well, that was the state of play. There was more news. Well, we'll have to be quick.
0: We're already 45 minutes in. Are we? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, I've heard about... I've heard Xbox is closing down. Well, are they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're making more of an announcement next week. But what yeah, the So rumors? next
1: week, um, Phil Spencer will share um, Xbox's vision for the future. So essentially, a load of leaks came out about Xbox exclusive games coming to other consoles, i.e. Starfield, uh, which is already out on Xbox anyway. But then the more interesting one is Indiana Jones, which isn't out yet. It yeah. was at the Xbox Developer Direct. So it's, you know coming to xbox later this year but now they're saying well actually it might come to other consoles um i.e playstation yeah and i don't know the fanboys have really kicked off about it and i think what's 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 tricky is that because it's leaked it this isn't a statement from xbox about this is what we're doing Mm. it's kind of little drips and drabs of information but yeah. now all the fanboys have gone, oh my God, ugh, we don't want this. We don't want exclusive Microsoft Somebody's games on PlayStation. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and so now it's kind of, it's forced Microsoft's hand. I think they probably were going to announce something soon, yeah. but they're now having to do it even sooner next week where we will find out more. Yeah, I don't think this is like the death of Microsoft in the way no, that no. people were comparing it to the Dreamcast and how Sega left the hardware business because of the, because of the Dreamcast. Uh, this isn't that. Um, I don't necessarily see Xbox leaving console hardware stuff, but I do think that they are really focusing on software and they are focusing on Game Pass because they just want the the model of game pass is the subscription model where they make money on the more people that yeah. that subscribe so they just want game pass to be available everywhere and they want their games to be available everywhere and it doesn't matter to them if that's a rival console yeah. they just want to be able to share as many games as
0: possible if they can make a console that's as powerful as whatever the next playstation is going to be um and they can keep it uh, like you know either a profit or break even then why not just keep that out? Because if they say, hey, you can okay buy our console and you can play a game day one um, and it's going to be part of Game Pass or you can wait six months to a year and play it on PS5 and you have to pay full price, then they win both ways. That's the thing. And, and uh, I guess people are wondering, well, what's
1: the point in an Xbox? Well, the point of an Xbox is that you're probably getting early access for it. And or you're getting it as part of Game Pass if you're, if you're paying for that. Yeah. So you don't have to spend 80 quid on individual games.
0: Yeah, I mean, if that happens next generation, I'll get an Xbox as well. Because there'll be games I want to play and I don't want to wait six months for it and then pay £65 pounds for it. So, yeah, like, I don't know. I sort of don't care about this whole thing.
1: It's really blown up in, and is. blown out of proportion, I think. And I sort of don't care because I think it's, it's a good if, thing. Though, like, more people can are play available,
0: it. then if more people can play a game, yeah. then great. Then there's also then we'll have the whole debate about cross servers again I'm sure oh God what's happened with all of that because that was like a big thing and then has it been implemented with games that are... I'm
1: pretty sure you can play most things everywhere the, like the the um is in like cross-player games yeah. like multiplayer with other people yeah I did just yeah, the that's big games pretty much everywhere that's it, or... um the the blocker on that was PlayStation not
0: Xbox. yeah 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 no but I mean is that just the big games like call of Duty you can play cross-platform but can you is it I wonder if you can do, do you it think I play
1: Call of Duty. I don't I've know. played Call of Duty. Listeners, before. let us know. Mm. Cool.
0: Well, that's interesting, and we'll get more information next week. We will have more information on that next week. Yes. Nice. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Well, no. No, good. <laughs> what get ga- Well, let's go and talk about the games that we've been playing, and. What game have you, because you've been playing a game that I've already finished and I think I'd do better than you.
1: So I've played a couple of things in the last week. Not, I haven't actually played a huge amount. Um, now, I've been told by by a friend that apparently we talk about Final Fantasy far too much. Oh, who said that? Um, I won't name names. Um, so I I have played, a, we've already talked about Final Fantasy enough, but I have played some more 14 Good. Um what because I played? wanted to <laughs> I wanted to get a bit more up to date. I've I've now finished the Shadowbringers post patches. So yes. I am ready to do the pre-patch of Endwalker uh which will be after Rebirth. So mm. after that I will tell you all about my thoughts on End. Got a while to wait then. So you've got a little while to wait. But yes, I I am progressing. This is a this is a progress report. I'm getting on with it. What game? That because that's my been, promise for the for You've the been year.
0: stealing my Steam deck. What have you been playing on there? I did, and I
1: started Chance of Senna, mm. um, which I started on Monday night after stream. So you were tired. When I was very tired, and excuse, I was I was already tired, um, and then started it late, and thought I want to play something sort of calming and relaxing, and so I chose Chance of Senna, which is infuriating.
0: I know, if you're not very kind of ling- linguistically minded. Oh, shut up. It can be.
1: I hate that you're like, was an English teacher, therefore i better than you.
0: No, I'm not better than you, but genuinely it did help me. Well. Because I know the structure of like different languages. I'm going to sneeze. Well, I just... <laughs> bless you. I just brute mentioned... force my way through it. Which yeah. also
1: worked. Um, so you have already played this. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago and you explained it. I will briefly explain it again, just so that people are aware. Chance of Senna is a puzzle game about language and you play as this hooded character and you have to go through different levels of a tower and on each level, the people that you meet speak different languages, but you don't know that language. Mm. And so you have to solve puzzles to decipher that language. And that explains something... it a lot better than I did. Well there done. There you go. I'm trying. Um, so, as an example, the very first puzzle. So this isn't a spoiler. The very first puzzle is uh, a lever mm-hmm. that opens a door, and there are two runes next to sort of the, the top and the bottom of the lever, which essentially mean open door and close door, because you can sort of sort of insinuate from. Where, how are you pulling the, the
0: And the fact that one of the symbols is repeated, so you know that it's. That door. means door. Yeah. And
1: then it's like, well, what's the difference? Well, one's open, one's closed. So your character then scribbles these sort of drawings in their journal, um, and you collect the, the rune symbols, and you'll know if later they are runes or something else. We'll find out later. Um, you can then connect those runes to the journal to create essentially a dictionary, I guess, uh, of what that language is. And that means then when you speak to people, um, Mm -hmm. it deciphers the language. What you can also do is write in guesses of what you think things are. So you can see a rune and then add in what you think the word is, and that will then appear in conversations Mm -hmm. to help you try and work things out. So you basically explore these areas, and it's really sort of colorful minimalist graphics, which I really love. Because you can tell that, like, Mm. I'm only on the second level of the tower, but you can tell that each one has its own color scheme that sort of adds to the vibe. So The first one is all kind of oranges and yellows and it's sunny, sort of almost desert-like, I think. Um, And then the second level has a lot more stealth in it, which I'm less interested in. Don't worry, that's it. Um, And you are... You are deciphering the languages of the warriors, so it feels a bit more aggressive. So it's kind of harsher, sort of teal mm-hmm. and red colors, and and it sort of has that more harsh, aggressive vibe with the color scheme, uh, which I really like. So th- this game on paper is absolutely my kind of thing. Like I love this kind of puzzle game. I think I was very tired, and it's it's a game where you have to think logically and you have to sort of jump to conclusions by working out bits of conversation Mm. and repetition of runes to work out what do they mean. So maybe every time you meet someone, they have the same rune. And it's like, okay, well, does that mean hello then? Mm. And you can kind of guess things. You can also brute force things by just shoving in random runes into the journal until it accepts them and says, yep, that was correct. Um, Which I've definitely done a bit. I just feel like at the beginning, the very beginning is a couple of quick puzzles just to give you the idea. Yeah. And then it goes, great, off you go. And it opens out to like quite a big area. Yeah. And your journal adds loads at once, loads of runes at once. And you're like, well, hang on a minute. What what am I doing first? And I, yeah. I just found it a bit overwhelming at the beginning. But once I did that world, now I understand what it's trying to do. The second world has been a lot easier. So I think mm. it's just a case of getting into the rhythm of the game, which I don't think it explains very well. But... Once you get it, you understand how clever it is.
0: Yeah, I weirdly I loved the very 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 beginning, the tutorial with like the moving the lever up and down, and then being able to work it out. I was like, oh, this is genius! I love this. I can get it. Yeah, it's like Duolingo, the game graph, yeah, the graphic version of Duolingo. This, but then when in that first world when you go in there, I really I didn't have any trouble with it. But the reason is, I think (coughs) I just took it really really slowly, and every single person I spoke to, I kind of guessed at what they might say. And then went back to people so many times. I really, really took my time with the game. Like the game was, they say is like seven hours or something. And I took about 11 because I was literally going back and double checking all the time. Mm. And if you do it really slowly, because when you've got, when you've spoken to enough people or seen enough of a certain glyph, it will then give you the option, as you said, to make a guess with images, what that thing is. And it'll only do that when it thinks you've got enough knowledge. So if you're doing it quite slowly, when that pops up, you're like, okay. So everybody that I've spoken to and everything that I've seen so far, I can work that out. Mm -hmm. And even if it's, I've been stuck for like 20 minutes before. I've been like, I have no idea what this word is. I have no idea what these two are. So I go hunting for them and I'm like, it could be this or it could be that. And now I've seen it in this context. I know it's actually this and I know it's that. Yeah. So yeah, it's,
1: it's a really clever game. It gets even and it really more gets your it really gets your mind thinking. So it it was not a relaxing Monday evening. I'm quite tired. Let's have a go at this kind yeah. of game, but it's really clever and I really like it. I think another way of sort of explaining it is it gives you us. Imagine you are a a British person who only speaks English. Yeah, and you go on a holiday to Japan and you see uh, what the Japanese um, kata.
0: Well, I'm doing uh, ha-hikugan or something
1: like that. H- kanji. What, well, is one of them, yeah. Kanji's the word. I, kanji was the word I was thinking that's of. That's one of them. Um, okay, so that's one of them. But the, the kanji sort of symbols that you get in in Japanese language, symbols is not the right word, but for mm-hmm. the sakes of it, you know what I mean. Um, so you're like a British person and you're in Japan and you don't understand a word of Japanese and all you can see is these symbols. Yeah. And you're kind of trying to work out what the language means it gives you that Mm -hmm. feeling in the game of like you know you're abroad but you're trying to sort of guess what people
0: are saying is kanji each symbol is a word or is it just a pronunciation of a sound
1: i have absolutely no idea and i wish i could speak japanese in order to answer that question
0: for you. well um i'm learning it on duolingo i was gonna
1: say you're the duolingo person Yeah. yeah
0: so you tell me um i don't know uh i can't remember at the moment but konnichiwa I, yeah, oh, I, yeah i've been doing the like the the is it hikugan or something like that i don't know the one of the languages for about four or five days now so all the like, phrases and stuff from before i've totally forgotten all of those of course you have but it's um it, it's all right it's Duolingo. i don't think i'm learning that much but i'm it's a game <laughs> fair enough
1: i've i've heard the beeping when you're on the toilet
0: oh yeah yeah i don't do it next to you because you probably just look and have a
1: backseat. I wouldn't backseat on Duolingo. <laughs> yes, you would.
0: No. You'd have a go. You'd backseat on anything. Wow. You'd backseat on a pinball machine. Probably, yeah. Uh, anyway. So um, anyway, I've been playing Charles of
1: Senna. Um, I would definitely recommend it. But will play I, will, more? I will keep playing it in the next few weeks. And um and slowly but surely get through it.
0: Nice. Nice. What have you been playing, Ben? I've been playing Suicide Squad. Kill oh, the Justice League. Yeah, I want to see what the fuss was about. And with me doing a let's play of Spider-Man 2 quite recently, and that was that went well. I thought, you know what, I'll go and do this as a let's play as well. So I've, at the moment, as at the moment of recording this, and when it goes up, this podcast, I'll have only had episode one out, but I have actually secretly recorded four. <laughs> um, so I'm a little bit further than what it looks like, but I'm actually enjoying it. It's not, it's definitely like a good three out of five. The combat is quite fun. I'm actually enjoying that. So you can pick any, if anyone doesn't know about it, it's very much an open world superhero, but it's like a four player game. So when you're playing, I'm just playing it single player at the moment, but I do have my three other companions and it's Deadshot, Harley Quinn, King Shark, and Boomerang, Captain Boomerang. See, I know them all. There you go. And you get to choose whichever one of those four you want to control, and then the other three will be your companions. And which one are you favoring at the moment? I'm favoring boomerang. Nice. I like. Was that yours as well? That's who I played. Okay. I was in the preview. Yeah. Because at the moment, I've just unlocked fast travel. In like, I'm in chapter four, and I think I'm about halfway. So I've unlocked fast travel, but fast travel only takes you to the base. If you need to get to the other side of the map, you have to go and travel there. Mm. And it's a little bit annoying because, yeah, your boomerang has got your kind of... You throw it and then it zaps you there. But it's still... It's just a lot of repeated movement, a lot of repeated uh, boomerang throwing to get you from one place to the other. Mm. And the other three don't necessarily move any faster. So they've all got quite different traversal techniques, but I'm kind of a bit bored of traversing now. And whenever it's... And I'm kind of... Even though it's um, even though it is an open world game, I've got absolutely like zero interest in just wandering around like on the ground in that city. Whereas in Spider Man, walking around with the people, you can give them a hand high five, but you can just walk around and just listen, and you enjoy the atmosphere there. It feels like a for me, it's a I'm treating it as a single player kind of narrative, um, very linear story, but in an open world area, a little bit like For Spoken. Mm. in fact i'm definitely getting for spoken vibes with that one thing however which for spoken failed at is the dialogue in justice league which is dad joke perfect there are so many dad jokes from especially from like um from captain boomerang oh yeah i was fighting and my clothes came off didn't that happen to you that
1: did happen to me and i had no idea why and i I was suddenly in my pants do you know why no
0: oh i don't know why either i was fighting and i just ended up wait okay i've got no yeah yeah. um, they didn't explain it. No. But I found that I've, the story's been really gripping. Like, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed... Because, like, yeah, you must kill the Justice League. Obviously, that's the title. But I'm like, wait, do I actually have to watch my Let's Play to see if that actually does happen or mm. not? And, um, yeah, no, it's been quite... enough. I've bumped into so many people that I know. Poison Ivy, the Penguin, you know, like a lot of the old... And a lot of the goodies. Batman the Yeah, and Lex Luthor. And there are so many... Villains and also the good people, the good guys, the uh, superheroes are in this. That it's made it just really entertaining. And yeah, Harley Quinn, I think, is one of my favourite. uh With her quips, like the voice lines from her, are brilliant.
1: I thought that as well. I think as a character, I think Harley Quinn could be like fan favourite because of mm. the delivery and the lines and the jokes and all that stuff. Like yeah. she's such an oddball, but I think she's really lovable at the same time. But I hated her traversal mechanic
0: I haven't played I I played one minute of her and I played like half an hour to an hour of the others plus okay. boomerang I'm about three hours in or four hours but my oh my favorite quip was and I don't know, I think this might have been shown in a video or something like that but it's like there was the flash and she goes ah the flash the f- oh, I might have actually been no I think it was boomerang that said this but it was like ah the flash the fastest man alive so say his girlfriends. <laughs> Of course you'd find that funny. Loved it. Uh, it's generally a really funny game. And if you're like, I'm not paying 65 quid to play a game that's a three out of five, like when it comes to moving and stuff, watch my Let's Play. Big plug there. Go and watch it, Gus. You can just experience the the joys of the, the story and the dialogue without having to play it yourself. I think that's something like,
1: because I played it at, at preview and that was the thing that struck me was that I think because it's Rocksteady who made the Arkham games mm-hmm. and this is the same universe. And it looks beautiful. Characters. Yeah. Um, it's, it's got that Arkham sort of storytelling and dialogue and characterization, which they're really, really good at. Um, you can tell that it's got a good story or at least the dialogue is good and it's, it's sort of gripping and you want to find out more. Um, I just, didn't particularly enjoy the gameplay. Like the, the shooting was fine. It just didn't blow oh. me away. But I think the sort of live servicey bits of just repeated mission designs mm. and that kind of thing, I was like, I don't think this is for me, but I can tell that yeah. the story is something that they're really good at.
0: Like given giving giving the loot and then giving... Like there's loot boxes or there was a loot box thing that I opened at one point and it gave me some random things. And I'm like, I don't care about crafting things. I don't really care about the loot because I've already got these like... Uh, red, I think. So there's the yellow makes is the epic one, and then pink's maybe slightly higher. But there's one that's like a red color uh, loot, and I think that's based on villains or characters from the game. Oh, like from yeah, is it like DC. infamous rank or, something, yeah, or something infamous. Like that. yeah, I think it's infamous, and in there you get it from. I'm well, I don't recognize any of the people, but because it's DC, but it's like minor DC characters, I think. Mm. Um, so, but they've been like the best stuff. So I'm like, well, why would I go and replace that? Why would I care about loot when I've got this really cool weapon that does this? But anyway, I'm playing as Boomerang. My main weapon is a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you said you didn't really particularly like the combat, but I'm actually really liking it. Like the, You've got your like, literal Boomerang that you can use as a melee attack. But if I hold it down now, it freezes. Like, like It has this massive freeze radius. Yep. Um, I've also got a special thing with... I think if you got it with this L1 and R1, and it will do a lot of damage to loads of people at once. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also another... There's like the triangle circle together which is very similar to the um, Spider-Man kind of finishing move yeah, yeah. where you do the slow-mo. Did you do that with Boomerang? Yeah. And he pulls it up there, asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it and I like the combat. It's, There's a lot of layers to
1: combat. I think are, yeah. it was just, I'm just, ugh. I love the Arkham games and I think I'm maybe in a similar position to other people who are sort of looking at Suicide Squad thinking, well, that's not, The Arkham games that I loved, people really loved the like Batman hand-to-hand combat, Mm. and so to suddenly turn it into a shooter, like it's fine and it works fine and it's it's fun enough, Mm. but it's
0: just not necessarily what people were expecting next. No, it doesn't feel like it's part of that world. Yeah. Whereas even though it looks visually like it, it's it's closer to something like Spider-Man. Like whereas whereas the Arkham games are closer to Shadow of Mordor Mm. with its that kind of third-person kind of close combat battling that's not super you know things flying around everywhere it's a bit more i don't know that felt a bit more weighty and a bit more tactical whereas this is just like run around shoot this throw this jump on there go and dive over here and yeah it's a bit goofed up bit like that but i'm i'm having a lot of fun and if um if anybody gets a chance to play like if it ever gets added to playstation plus or a game pass I 100 percent recommend people go and play it because it's it is a lot of fun So last question
1: then before we move on to what other people have been playing. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the criticisms of it is that people are not that fond of this particular interpretation of the characters Mm -hmm. um, and what you what you do in the game, which I think is maybe because people are big or some people are big DC fans and have their sort of idea in their head of who these characters are and maybe are less keen on this particular interpretation of it. Do you think that because you are less of a DC fan, less of a comic book fan, that you're coming at it from just a more open angle?
0: Maybe. And I've seen the... I've seen, like, the complaints about... I mean, the name of it, of the game. Um, Is it Kill the Justice League? Like, why the hell would you kill them? Why are these evil? But I'm not going to spoil anything. But I feel like there are ways that they could very easily correct any issues that people have okay that was subtle i mean it's i think i think i've, I've already seen it written i've seen it mentioned stuff but multiverse that's yeah. what i'm gonna say so they when there's a multiverse you can do whatever you want and if you don't like an interpretation they can i don't know i'm not far enough into it but surely they can just bring someone in that's different
1: <laughs> like well they'll just make up a villain or a new hero that's like i can time travel or something like or and you if can they do go, that in any superhero thing.
0: yeah because obviously they, i mean everyone's seen the trailers the justice league are all evil in this game and i don't know whether but we why but can we fix them are they evil because they're not actually the justice league are they ones from a different universe Are we as the one of the ones that we've been looking after they've been abducted actually and is this from a different i don't know i've not played it that far and i haven't found out but if people are like, oh, I can't believe they would do that to the Justice League. Or to, uh, yeah, to the Justice League. It's like, well, when it comes to comic books, anything can happen. Um, so who knows? Don't get hung up on it. Just go and play it and see if you like the story. But yeah, it's interesting. And I'm, yeah, I actually quite like it. I like these characters. They're growing on me. And also Wonder Woman is in it. Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman? Wonder. And she is badass. And she has absolutely oh, yeah. no interest in helping them, even though she's on the good side, which I quite like. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm on the good side, but also fuck you, far. <laughs> so it's great, and um, and also I mean, Lois Lane's in it. There's just so many people. I'm like, I don't know anything about really about DC, but there's all these people I recognise.
1: Did you watch the Superman uh, TV series no. with uh, with Terry Hatcher as Lois Lane? No. Oh, was that Smallville? Was like, no. no. Is that Superman? Smallville is Superman, but that's Superman as a kid. Okay. Um, I remember just seeing the big. Pets. That was like TV. That was like teen show. But before that, back in the nineties, there was the Superman TV show with Terry Hatcher From as Lois Lane. Housewives. Housewives. Yeah, as Lois Lane, and um, um, I forgotten the name of the guy who was who was Superman, but that was amazing. That was like Friday night entertainment. Buffy. You didn't watch that.
0: Buffy on Friday night. You were too young. Yeah. Come on, Grandad. Tell us what people have been playing.
1: Let's see what people have been playing. Now, we made a joke in the Discord this week because mm-hmm. people have been writing some very long essay-style reviews. Yeah. Um, and as much as we love to hear people's opinions, um, we don't have time to say everything on the podcast. <laughs> and to to quote Trixie and Katya, it's our podcast and not yours.
0: Um, so... Wow, Ed. Wow. <laughs> Just, just shit on everybody. That's <laughs> no, no, no. Please great.
1: do write what what you've been playing. We love to read it. Um, but we're like not a little more than like uh I played this. It was good, but also like not Paragraphs. an extended r- review. Like just give us a nice few sentences. Is is like a good amount. And
0: what's the time? What is the word count that you're going to give people? I'm not giving
1: you a word count. We're not going that far. Yeah, but just. You know, a nice, a nice brief response, and then we can get through lots of people that time. Something way.
0: that you could put in a
1: tweet. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> so, the Rob Logan, I recently played through Venba. Double, double a tweet actually, uh, which is a charming indie game about a family that immigrates to Canada in the eighties. The gameplay is mostly dialogue choices and cooking food in order to restore lost recipes, but it's incredibly well done, unexpectedly emotional, and takes less than two hours to complete.
0: I'm in. I mean, <laughs> I feel Vem- Vemba and Chance of Senna were two games I was like, okay, those were the ones that I wanted to kind of play, and I feel like I picked <laughs> I picked Chance of Senna when I probably should have picked Vemba, because that was the more chilled game, whereas I was staying up late, I mean, getting angry same, with Vemba. Yeah, yeah.
1: I have to imagine the cooking was portrayed in an authentic way, and by the end, I actually wanted to try out some of the food you make in the game. Fortunately, oh, they re- go and play it. Go play it. Ed. All right, all right. Uh, fortunately, I can, does it go in the air fryer? That's the question. Oh yeah, we um, haven't said that yet. Fortunately, they recently announced that due to popular demand, they're working on a cookbook DLC, which will feature twelve different
0: recipes. Nice. Oh, uh, you've got an air fryer.
1: Yeah, I got an air fryer. If anyone's got good ideas of what to cook, then... How to make crispy uh, sweet potato fries. My sweet potato fries were not crispy, and I was very disappointed. They were as soggy
0: as your very sweet potato.
1: I don't know what you're insinuating here, but if someone's dick looks like a sweet potato, I'd be very concerned. Yeah,
0: and upset. Wow. Disappointed. Anyway,
1: Debs says... Uh, this past weekend, I played through some older games on Game Pass. One of them was Limbo. Do not play if you fear spiders. Agreed. Uh, I honestly have no idea what the game is about yet because I'm still playing through it, but it's a game mostly played in the dark. Everything is just shadows. The gameplay at time makes me think a lot of little nightmares and I have just been loving the vibe. Uh, I've had to look up how to pass certain areas as the brain power was sometimes just not there to figure the puzzles out. It's also just basically a side-scrolling game of sorts with a jump button. Um it's very good. They then made inside and then they made cocoon.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, play all three, all three are great games.
0: I got I fell off limbo. I think I, I think there were like 10 levels and I got to 8. It's like an hour long. Yeah, and I got to 8 and I was like <laughs> I just can't be asked anymore. If a game's not enjoy I'm not enjoying it, I'll move on. That's fair.
1: Um I also finally started Gris. This game as it has been said before by so many people is just beautiful in caps. And the music adds to much to the game. Uh, I'm currently in the upside down area and still need to work my way through it. That area was just a little too much for my brain to handle, but I do plan on finishing it this week.
0: Generally, like that gave me, well, I've said this before, I had a headache playing that game upside down. Like it was totally fine and, you know, the colors were great and it was beautiful. And then all of a sudden you had to control the character upside down. And my brain just was like, mm-mm. <laughs> uh-uh terminal error you just have to turn your head Ben and look at I think I did head. at one point because I was like I generally can't like, My he- I got a headache from it but um, I think Deb's commented that she'd finished it and loved it in the end oh nice Uh,
1: lastly I restarted Hellblade another awesome game which I am also surprised bad at I don't let this stop me from enjoying the game though mostly, be, uh, mostly playing this since Hellblade 2 was announced and hopefully I'll be done with it by the time the second one releases in May Hellblade is brilliant brilliant mm. brilliant, brilliant game it's depression harleen has also been playing suicide squad and i do have opinions mm. mostly mixed uh, in summary the game is not the best of the best but it's a fun shooter looter game that i can see myself playing with the live updates to chill um see i've got no interest in doing any
0: of the post-game stuff once that game's finished unless they like release if it's like if the, if i enjoy the story right until the end and then they release some maybe like story dlc for free i'll play that but like the live service stuff is not Interesting me in the slightest. Yeah. So
1: um, there was a lot here, but I'll paraphrase a bit. Um, if you love the theme of Suicide Squad, the story is really fun and immersive and the environment changes as the story does, um, which was cool. The hate the game is receiving is for sure not deserved. And funny enough, most people hating on it haven't actually played it.
0: Yeah, like the reviews are coming out and it's, I mean, it's 60 on open or 59 on open Critic, which isn't very good. But I feel like there's, a. I think GameSpot and IGN or something gave it five out of 10. Mm. And I think it's been generally like... A, I, I don't know. I say six or seven from from the few hours that I've played so far. It just seems a fine... It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the issues is
1: I have is there are so many voice lines going on at the same time. There's no filter. It's great to hear the characters banter. But the moment you step into a quest area, the quest giver starts telling you what to do, which is great. But the banter of the characters does not stop. Have yeah. you found that as well?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Although I kind of before, I I speak to them before... They stop... Um, yeah, before they... wait. Well, no, I wait until they finish rambling before talking to one of the NPCs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some tweaks we have a fixed, but overall, if you want a fun looter shooter game with supervillain motives, go for it. It's fun and not that deep.
0: And, they, yeah, like, a lot of the quotes and stuff that they come out with are, like, supervillain, but it's also kind of the things that you're thinking as well. Like, a kid kind of turns up with a toy and they're like, who's oh, this fucking weirdo? yeah. <laughs> Um, Clues has been playing Enshrouded, which
1: is the non-PAL world. Yeah, the uh, game survival game. Um, I'm busy making a Hobbit Town. Um the game has a medieval fancy setting where the world has succumbed to an infestation of mushrooms called the Shroud. Ew. Oh no, now I don't want to play Spiders it. Spiders and mushrooms. And you're one of the few survivors. Combat is relatively simple and easy, so players who want to just focus on building can do just that. What stands out to me in this game is the ability to excavate the terrain and build directly into it, much like Minecraft. It's fun for now, and if you have a project in it, um, but I do admit it's lacking in biome diversity and depth, but a thoroughly enjoyable game. Hmm. Uh, and Pete Random, I saw Red Dead Redemption 2 was on sale, so I paused Game Pass for February and paid for that instead. I was on a massive gaming hiatus when this first came around, so missed this. I'm in awe of its scale, its beauty, and so far, its story. I can't really believe this was released five years ago. I am, however, a bit too overwhelmed by the amount of information it's chucking at me, never to repeat again, assuming I'll remember all the ins and outs on my own. Um, Excited to continue, though. Mm. Um, Yeah,
0: I feel that's what's happened a a bit with Suicide Squad. It's just because at the beginning, it gives you the four characters and it's like you, you control each of them to get from one place to another. Um, and then you go and find the other person. Then, well, then the other person you control, and then the other person. And you just get given all of these instructions. You have to press this button to jump up here, and then you press this button to slam down, and it's like you're just getting all the information right at the start, and it's like, well, I'm not going to remember any of this. Mm. Why are you giving me all like this? What did you think of the beginning of Suicide Score? Because I'm guessing you played that, where you played the four different yeah, characters. Yeah, so get... it gives you a it
1: gives you a, um, a chance to play as all four characters and sort mm. of test out that move set. Yeah. And then... Um, For the preview purpose, we then, because we played in groups, um, four of us online, and we all chose a different character. So we sort of jumped in with, okay, well, which one do we prefer from that very brief look? Mm. And that's why I went with Boomerang, because for me, um, Deadshot has just like a hover ability, which just seemed a bit I quite like Deadshot. I played with him for a little bit at the start. But it just seemed like, oh, I've played that kind of character in other games. Yeah, Um, King Shark just sort of jumps around a lot, and I found the... I just got a bit confused about the types of jumps. Um, Yeah, he's got
0: a forwards jump and then a high jump.
1: Yeah, and it's just... I don't know, it just didn't quite click with me in the, like, two minutes I had with it. Um, Harley Quinn, I hated.
0: I didn't hate it, but it was like... Yeah, you either, like, hang from the random thing in the air, but also from the drone, but also you can kind of grapple into the corner of of buildings, but you just didn't feel...
1: You can swing, but then you can grapple upwards to corners, but you can also grapple upwards, I think, to the drone... Yeah. So the idea is that you swing on the drone and then you swing and then you grapple off it to keep going and you can build up a rhythm. And I just could not get my head around that mm. at all. And then there's boomerang where you just hold a button and then let go and he goes shooting and forwards. I and I also knew the least about Boomerang. Yeah. Cause I think Deadshot was in the Arkham games. Harley, obviously everyone knows, mm. in King Shark, I'm like, it's a giant shark. Whereas Boomerang, I thought, he seems a bit more interesting. It's I don't Australian. know. About him. So um, I went with that character. So it just seemed it was a nice mix of new and intuitive for me. Yeah.
0: And it's weird because you do levels or you do missions or go back to uh, Suicide Squad. You do missions and it'll tell you which one's kind of like supercharged. Did you see that? No. Uh, so you can it'll say, hey, Harley Quinn for this next mission is supercharged and you get more XP and you'll get I think you do like less. You get less damage dealt to you and then you'll do more damage. Um, but I'm playing on easy. But oh, so that encourages you to It encourages characters. you to mix up, but then you're under leveled because you don't level all of them at the same time, which is a bit annoying. So if you do a mission playing as Boomerang, your other three characters stay at level one. And now my Boomerang is level 10. Harley Quinn is level one. I think the shark is three and I think Deadshot's three as well. So I'm like, well... I'm not going to sit around and level up the other ones. Well, that's when you do the side
1: content as the other characters with the boost to yeah. like, get them up quicker.
0: I uh, I just didn't... I'm like, I'm just going to stick with uh, Boomerang. And Boomer? With Boomer. Yeah, they call him Boomer all the time. And I wonder if... Um, yeah, I wonder if that's like the post-game thing. Go and level up all the other characters. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. And then they'll be adding more
1: characters in later expansions oh, as well. Oh, they add characters. Do you have of any? Um, the Joker...
0: I believe interesting because the Joker is—he has some things that you collect. Oh, is it the Riddler the Riddler? You're thinking of the Riddler. Thinking of the please. Riddler. Why is the Riddler and the Joker? It's the same thing.
1: No, they're not. Oh. Um Yeah, I think they revealed the Joker is is one of the DRC characters. But the thing with Suicide Squad, from what I understand of the comics, is that there are. Tons of different characters as who are part of the suicide squad. Uh, okay, so they just chose these particular four, which I think are the same as what's in the film, basically. Um, the most recent film, but um, they chose these specific four because of whatever reason. Um, but there are loads of other DC villains that are part of the squad, yeah, th- from throughout the comics, is what I understand. I might be wrong there.
0: Well, I'm intrigued to see what, what they do. Just as, if they're adding more story, then I might give it a go as long as it's not too much, but um, yeah, I will. Keep an eye on it. It's not a terrible game. And check out the Let's Play if you're Absolutely interested. Not.
1: not terrible at all.
0: Excellent. Right, Ed, where can we
1: find you? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitch, on Twitter. And you can see my stuff on Eurogamer.
0: Yeah, and I'm BiggestBennis1 on Twitter and biggest BiggestBennis on Twi- uh, Twitch and YouTube. All the links are below in the description if you are watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to it, then just go and type us in. You'll find us. And yeah, if you go to SwappingJoysticks.com... You can get all the previous, um, like all the previous episodes, including links to various things, including our interview with Peter Bramhill and Colin Ryan from Final Fantasy XIV. Speaking of Final Fantasy, what are we doing on Saturday? We're going to a quiz. Yeah, the Final Fantasy Union. We are the VIP. Uh, well, among the VIP. We are. Um, you're not the. We are uh, not the <laughs> only <honeymoon. laughs> Don't we know we are VIP team captains for some reason? Yeah. I, know, I for some reason, why am I a VIP? I don't know. I don't know why I am either. So, we, we are be humble VIPs. Yes. Very humble people. VHPs. <laughs> Vips. Vips. Yeah. Vips. All right. Well, thank you very much for watching and uh, are listening. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.